Welcome to Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, sponsored by the Norwin Wellness Center located in North Huntingdon. Dr. Susan Plank is an expert in natural remedies for weight loss and digestive health issues. To talk to Dr. Plank with your health questions, call 412-825-6262. That's 412-825-6262. And now, Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan. Good afternoon and welcome to Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan. It's my pleasure, absolute pleasure to help you join me today. I am the director of Dr. Plank's Norman Wellness Center and I specialize in hormonal issues and how they relate to your energy, intimacy, and your weight. Listen guys, I know you're struggling, right? What do I need to do to get the cholesterol down? I, you know, I don't want... Um, my parents were diabetic. I don't want to be a diabetic. I want to get the blood sugar down, right? Maybe you're carrying around a few extra pounds. This is the stuff that bothers me because you're not necessarily, you might even be going to docs, but you're not getting the answers you need. You're not getting a plan, right? And that leaves you sort of stuck. And I know you're living without the energy that you need, the intimacy you're craving, and how can you be intimate when you, you're embarrassed, you feel shameful over your own body when you're looking in the mirror? These are the things I want to help you with, and how do I do it? You can head over to norwinwellness.com. This is all free, norwinwellness.com. Complete my online health assessment. I want you to invest. It's about 20, 30 minutes in your health. Then we schedule you for a free consultation and let me see what I can do to help you, okay? That's my goal. Now, one thing I do want to say because we're going to be finishing up here, well, we're never really finished talking about what you should be eating and how you should be doing things, but the topic it's been more or less sort of carbs and what do I need to do, and the carbs are very important especially for those things we were just talking about, blood sugar, cholesterol, loosen some pounds. But before that, hey, this is Western Pennsylvania. If you have not had the opportunity, please plan a couple of hours, plan half a day, and get in the car, and you got to get out there and experience what we have. We've had some fantastic fall festivals. Things are still going on. The leaves get out and enjoy them. Please, please. You know, there's a lot of pressures, financial and inflation and all the stuff we're hearing about. I want you as sort of a self-care, no matter what's going on, carve out some time for you and your family, somebody you care about, go for a drive. Have a nice lunch someplace. Enjoy what God has given us and the scenery. Seriously, the scenery he has blessed us with. So I hope that you have the time to do that. So we have. We have been talking about sort of what do I need to do to lose weight? What should I be eating? You know, and this sort of mystery of... Um, you know, what are carbs? And carbs can't be all bad because that's the majority of what we eat. So we were talking about, and just sort of sort of to go over, there's, we want to look at total carbs, and then we look at sugar and sugars. So if you're looking at a label, you're going to see sugars listed there. 
Sugars mean that they are absorbed very quickly, that component of carbs. So we're not just talking table sugar. We're talking sugar in sodas. We're talking sugar in other foods that you're eating. It gets absorbed very quickly. It will affect your blood sugar very quickly. And if you've been used to eating these foods over time, years, we're not talking weeks or months, years or decades, that's where it's now driven up your blood sugar. So your blood sugar and potentially your hemoglobin A1C has gotten higher and higher, which drives you, if you're not pre-diabetic, you're in that realm and closer to becoming diabetic. The other thing is it then affects a hormone known as insulin, but we only usually correlate insulin with folks that already are diabetic, and that's a real shame. So... So we don't see that test hemoglobin A1C ordered on everyday folks, and we're not seeing insulin being ordered on everyday folks. It's only sort of in the medical realm where we're only going to order those when, when the glucose level is so high or we really suspect that that person is diabetic. But these are two specific blood lab markers that give us a lot of information. Because in reality, the glucose level is just a reflection of of sort of what you've eaten in the last, I don't know, day, day and a half before you had that done. And it has to be done fasting. Okay? It has to be done fasting. If you go to your doc at, you know, 10, 11 in the morning, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and they want to do blood work and they're worried about your blood sugar, it's not helpful. It doesn't give you any information. Okay, so this is the stuff I sort of want you guys to know to be empowered because what's the point of going through and getting it done if it's going to give you erroneous information and not tell you exactly what you need, right? So that's sugar. Now we have fiber, and the label should say how much fiber is on there. Fiber is doesn't drive up the blood sugar. It actually makes us feel, feel fuller. It's necessary for the healthy microbiome. It's the reason I believe that so many folks have gone to eating processed foods, that processed foods are very low in fiber, and therefore why we're seeing so many digestive cancers and so many sort of over-the-counter towers of medication at the big box stores for digestive issues is because we're seeing less and less fiber in the food we're eating. Okay, fiber also helps with move the digestive system along to prevent constipation. It helps with hormone balance. If I have someone come in and we look at hormones and the hormones are sort of wonky, meaning they're, they're all over the place, I can pretty much guarantee it that that's been going on for a while, but also, too, we're going to have some digestive issues with it, usually bloating and gas because things are hanging around too long and they don't have consistent bowel movements, okay? Now, the remaining part, the remaining part is usually we chalk it up to starches. You're not going to see starches listed on a food label, though, okay? So I'm sort of speaking generally here, but those starches don't drive up your blood sugar as quickly as sugar and sugars in food does, but it still affects your blood sugar. 
So you might be eating something like a whole wheat bread, or it might say it's whole wheat, right? Or it might be sort of dyed brown, who knows? But the reality of it is that is still going to affect your blood sugar, even if it says that it's whole wheat, because it's more of a starch. Okay, so I just wanted to sort of give you guys that information. So that's where the protein and the fiber and protein, we're looking at mostly from animal sources. Protein and fiber stabilize blood sugar. Everything else will have some effect on your blood sugar depending on how frequently you eat it and how much you eat of it and exactly when you're eating the sugar aspects of carbohydrates. Now, I also want to talk about, and we'll just talk about this, a grain of truth. So I do want you to choose whole grains over processed grains. Okay? So white rice. You might think you're eating healthy because you're eating white rice, but in reality, it's still sort of processed. Try to get wild rice. Right? Brown rice. Pasta. If you're getting into pasta, right? Again, it's it's usually refined of some type of flour and usually it's wheat. These, the more processed they are, take longer for the body to digest it. Okay? When it's a whole grain. When it's a whole grain, it takes longer for the body to digest it. A whole grain has more fiber. So, therefore, they have a lower impact on your blood sugar level, okay? But we're, we're looking at the white rice and the pasta and, you know, white bread, potatoes, those types of things, they definitely fall in that starchy category with very little fiber. So, they are going to affect your blood sugar, okay? Now, I also, when talking about grains... I want you guys to know that there are some folks, when I look at their labs, I become very concerned whether they should be even eating grains. And this is when we're looking at things that are more inflammatory. So definitely you hear about gluten sensitivity and gluten intolerance, but sometimes even folks, if they're fighting a thyroid issue and an uncontrolled thyroid issue, Grains can be inflammatory. So even if you're picking a whole grain, right, that we just said is healthier, I wanted to interject, but for some folks, even whole grains might be inflammatory. And so for those folks, it's definitely folks that haven't had much success with reining in digestive issues, but also thyroid issues and any other autoimmune issue. So if you're a a woman, say, midlife, you've had a thyroid issue, and your TSH is just sort of bouncing all over the place, okay, and or you've been diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, thyroiditis, itis meaning inflammation, then definitely... If you were someone that were interested in working with me, I'd want to look at the diet and I'd want to clean up your diet and we might even have to do sort of carving out grains for a while and see 
is it something we can slowly introduce back into your diet? But we have to knock out inflammation, okay? So there's always sort of nutritionally, there's always sort of a, a couple of ways we need to look at things, right? I can't ever say that any one food is a healthy food because there's going to be some people that have a sensitivity or an intolerance to that food. And any food, any food, olive oil, salmon, right, spinach, any food can be inflammatory. Now, while we're talking about carbs, I want to just a little bit, just a little bit here on the glycemic index. Glycemic index is just, it's a, it's a sort of medical scientific, they, they rate from, from zero to a hundred, a number that's assigned to a specific food that says what sort of the, the, that food is going to do to your blood sugar because of how much sugar it contains. That's sort of it in a nutshell, okay? So pure glucose would be 100, all right? Uh, and so what we want to do is, and you, can, you guys can look this up, glycemic index. And so therefore, you're going to be sort of shocked sometimes if you look at the glycemic index of foods, and especially please do this if you're on that spectrum of pre-diabetic and the diabetic, chances are you are making food choices that are foods that are higher on that glycemic index, meaning driving up your blood sugar and absorbing sugar quickly. Okay? Now, don't forget that fruits, vegetables, even if you're eating this processed stuff that's in the middle aisles of the grocery store... Sometimes you absolutely do need more carbs than other times. There are times when you have different needs. If you decide to start an exercise program, if you change your exercise program, if you go from maybe doing a little bit on a treadmill to now you're, you're, you're really doing free weights and you're, you're you know, changing things up, chances are you're going to need to consume more carbs because it's what gives you energy. It gives your body energy. It gives your muscles energy. It drives everything. But if you're not tracking carbs, if you're not tracking any of these things we talked about, the sugar, the fiber, right, the starches, and you're trying to lose weight, that's the number one thing I would ask you to start doing. Okay, because the numbers don't lie. You might not put in you might not put in the app, right, the, the full amount of what you're eating. But if you're honest, the numbers don't lie. So therefore, then it all becomes very scientific, very methodical of what we need to do to make something work for you. But we need to find out where your metabolism is at. How healthy is your metabolism? That's very, very important when you're trying to control your blood sugar, cholesterol, thyroid, your weight. Okay? So the reality of it is, is it's finding the right balance. Most folks, when they come to me, are eating way less than what they need to. 
but they have no idea what else to do because they've been eating so little, they're starving, they're tired, they don't feel good, and they can't lose weight. So what we have to do is sort of clean things up, take out the foods that are inflammatory for them, clean things up, but now get you eating healthier foods. And that's how we get folks up. Could you imagine? Wouldn't you feel great if you could eat 2,000 calories a day and not gain an ounce? You could eat, eat, eat. But we have to look at what's inflammatory. We have to look at what, how much energy you're burning. What's your body burning? Because if your body's not burning it, you might love it. You might absolutely love it. But if your body's not burning it, it's going to add pounds. So what I want you to sort of do right now, sort of, if you have a piece of paper and you have the time, right, or look at your steering wheel as you're sitting in traffic and it's a circle. Think of it as your dinner plate. I want half of that circle, half of that plate that you're visualizing, I want it to be vegetables. I don't want you to cook the crap out of the vegetables either. I don't want it to be mush. I want it raw or lightly steamed. I want you to chew. I want you to enjoy chewing. (laughs) So half of that plate, half of a dinner plate is going to be vegetables. Half of the half that's left is going to be a lean protein. Chicken, turkey, right? A lean cut of beef. Fish. Try to get fish in there as much as you can. You only have a quarter left, and that is going to be split between oils, olive oil, right? Avocado oil, avocado, coconut, something, some type of oil. And the little sliver that's left, that's the starches. That's all you should be eating. So less than a quarter of your plate should be a starch. Definitely less should be sugar. So I want you to sort of let that sink in and use that as a visual, right? And my main thing is what I want you to take away is, you know, low-carb diets, they've become increasingly popular over the last few decades, right? We made fat that was the that was a bad boy back in the seventies, eighties. And now we're trying to make, you know, carbs sort of the bad guys. But we have to be smart about it. I mean I think it's common sense, a candy bar, pizza, right? A soda. Those those aren't gonna be good carbs. We have to use our brain here. So we can't lump all these things together. But as these diets have become more popular over the last few decades, there's more and more people trying these. And they can be helpful to help folks, you know, improve their health and lose some weight. But some folks that have some conditions, it's not going to be healthy for. It's not going to work for you. They're going to get tired Again, because carbs give us energy, the healthy ones, right? So if you want more information on this, please, norwinwellness.com. Go to my blog. Go to my blog there. And uh, a lot more 
a lot more information than what I've shared with you today. But it is, it's very important because I know if you're listening to this channel, you want to do things as naturally as possible. You want to look and feel good without medication. You, you know, hey, an antibiotic, and then, uh, you know, I'll do it if I have to do it. But you don't want to start a medication and be on it forever. And even, you know, they, they put it out there, research says that the majority of folks that have thyroid issues, it's because of Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is inflammation. But what do we do? Oh, here you go. Take this pill every day, the rest of your life. Does anybody stop and say, hey, that we're going to help you get the inflammation out of your diet so we can do things naturally? So again, we've got to have a common sense approach to these things. We really, really do. We have to have a plan. We have to know what's going on. But we definitely need a common sense approach. So what I'd like to do now is uh, sort of uh, along the same lines, but now talk about self-care. Folks, there's a lot going on. Even if you're an anti-tech person, it's remarkable how much we're getting bombarded with every day. And I mean bombarded. Most folks nowadays... They have a phone on them that if they walk into some place like a Starbucks or, you know, a box store, that, uh, that box store, it, just by them having their phone on and walking, it, 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 they've learned all about that person. They know the person's there. They could start putting ads towards that person, right, that the person, what they like. Everything, everything about us is out there. And even if you think you're not a tech person, you're not doing these things, it's still out there, folks. It's still out there. So now more than ever, now more than ever with all this going on and viruses and now it's fall again and what's going to happen, we need to start to learn because we were never given an owner's manual for our body. What do we need to do to take care of ourselves? And it's just not a thing for women to do, guys. I want everybody to sort of take stock of where you're at, what you need help with, and what do you need to sort of learn? What do you need to change about your behaviors to take care of yourself better? You're not getting another body. As much as they're skirting up change body parts out. They're still really good at removing them, but, you know, pretty soon they'll try plugging things in. You have the body you have. You have the body you have. So so let's make sure that it's working for you. So, you know, I, I want to talk sort of about the self-care of, like, honestly, I, I want to say, hey, this should be so easy. This should be the easiest thing in the world. Right? I mean, we're at a certain point in life. Shouldn't I just know? Shouldn't I just know what I need to be doing for my body? Like, shouldn't it, shouldn't it just become natural? Right? We're an age old. We should have everything under control, right? The job should be going great, and the finances should be awesome, and now I should just, all this should just come so easy. 
yet consistently, when I talk to folks, this self-care seems to be the hardest thing to accomplish. Why is it so hard for us to give ourselves permission to be kind to ourselves, to take care of ourselves, to do something that we actually need? I mean, there's nothing that drives me more crazy than, oh, I need, I need a new cell phone. I need the latest gadget. I need... the person's 40 pounds overweight with high cholesterol and they're kicking that can down the road, but they need that gizmo. So as a hustle and bustle of life, it's taking hold. You just gradually feel yourself losing sight of the bigger picture. And I want to talk about this now and over the next couple of weeks because, folks, look at the time of the year, right? We're, we're weeks away from Thanksgiving. and. Christmas. Talk about things getting crazy and losing sight of the big picture. It's so easy to forget that sometimes it's important to take a break. Set aside some time and take care of yourself. Take care of your physical self, your mental well-being, your sleep. Right? That's why I started off the show. If you're in western Pennsylvania, or you're even close, if you could hear me, maybe you're on... If you can get to western Pennsylvania, it's the most gorgeous state this time of year. With the nicest people. The nicest people you'll ever want to meet. I swear, western Pennsylvania in eastern Ohio. So what is self-care? What what am I talking about, really? You know, I got responsibilities here. What's she talking about, self-care? First of all, I want you to recognize, we're going to talk about more of what it is. I want you to recognize it's important, the first step towards taking care of yourself. And I don't care whether you have 60 pounds to lose or your cholesterol is 240 or 260 and your triglycerides are close to 300. And your blood sugar's 102 or 92. It's the first step in taking care of yourself. It's recognizing how important it is. You know, if you're feeling stressed or anxious about something, it's time to to take some steps for self-care. If you're struggling with a particular, you know, situation in life, then you can't just keep sort of beating your head, right? And just sort of diving into that situation with the same people and letting yourself get beat up. So we're going to be talking about this more in the coming weeks. Uh, I, I, I invite you, please, norwinwellness.com. I have a new blog up there, lots of things going on, um, Please, get started with me for free. Let's just figure out what we can do. NorwinWellness.com. Invest in yourself. Take 30 minutes and complete my free online health assessment. Uh, I uh, so appreciate your time. Thanks so much, everybody. God bless. Have a great week. Go for a drive. Bye now.
Thanks for listening to Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, hosted by Dr. Susan Plank of the Norwin Wellness Center in North Huntingdon. Dr. Plank is an expert in natural remedies for weight loss and digestive health issues. To make an appointment with Dr. Susan Plank of the Norwin Wellness Center, call 724-863-5420. That's 724-863-5420. And listen again for another edition of Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, sponsored by the Norwin Wellness Center in North Huntingdon, here on KHB Radio.